So yeah, speaking of Marilyn Manson uh, self-filating, one time I saw one of the stars of this film self-filate. Um, which one? Uh, Ron Jeremy. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, a- alleged serial rapist Ron Jeremy. Yeah, at least a le- sexual serial sexual assaulterer. Right. Um, but yeah, let's let's move past that. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll probably save that conversation for a film that he's more directly featured in. Yeah, Maybe for, like Scoundrels. Yeah, if we or do something. Scoundrels, we'll talk about what a scoundrel he is. Uh, we'll just we'll just leave that out there up front that uh, Ron Jeremy uh, monster is a monster apparently. Yeah. So, uh, but when you deal with any popular media, eventually you're gonna run into your share of monsters, and you just have to disconnect as much as you can yeah um that they're a real person like we've had to do with uh john holmes yes which uh yeah (laughs) Yeah. old john holmes he uh certainly has more than his share of baggage yeah um he's not in this one though no he's not in this one he'll be in our next one that's right so yeah but today when did where did you see himself fully it was one of the movies of vinegar syndrome put on blu-ray i think it's the pink ladies which is a Roger Watkins film. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to check it out. We're going to cover the complete works of serial rapist Ron Jeremy. <laughs> that would be exhausting. Yeah. We'd uh, have to dive into Bikini Bed Race again. Oh, man. He's in so many movies. Yeah. Like, especially once you get to movies like that where he's not... Like, it's not a film that he is in a starring role in. Yeah, he's Like, just, he's in several trauma movies. Yeah, he's just all over the place, just sexually assaulting whoever happened to cross his path that day. Yeah. Uh, well, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, on that great note, uh, yeah. welcome once again to the Rainco Report. This is Boss here with Jeremy. Um, Hello. Yep, there he goes, taking a swig of that margarita that we made. Oh, yeah. That I made. You made it. I stirred it with my finger. I stirred <laughs> both of ours with my finger. When you had your back turned, I put my finger in it. Great. Yeah. That's good to know. It's good to know. I haven't bathed in days. That sounds right. Yeah. Look, I don't. If you don't stink, you don't bathe. Uh, I don't know, man. Sometimes you stink, though. <laughs> Me? No. Wait, no, that's true. I don't know about right now. I don't feel like I've been in sniffing distance, and if I have, then I haven't noticed anything. So today's an okay day. Yeah, definitely. I do get an oniony kind of scent sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you so- you sometimes smell like uh, chili cheese fries from rallies. That's not bad though. Those are good. <laughs> <laughs> Coming off of chili cheese fries, that smells pretty appetizing. Coming off of a human being, not so much. Listen, I'll start bathing more. That's my resolution to you and the viewers, listeners. Those subscribe, the faithful. The faithful. Yeah, they probably don't bathe either, though. Well, if you're out there, hit me up on social media. Let me know how many times a month you bathe. Can you, uh, you can make uh, Twitter polls, can't you? Yeah. You should make a Twitter poll okay. on We don't our... have any followers on Twitter, but uh, I'll redirect everyone that does on the other ones. I'll redirect them there, and we'll figure it out. Yeah, our, our Instagram presence is, is really picked up. It has. I'm just thinking about how I smell now. <laughs> so uh, on with the show. Uh, well, I'm sorry I made you so... Uh, 
Oh, it's uh, fine. I like self-conscious. This. I like to smell, but now I can just think about like what smells come off of me. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it's the raincoat report again, uh, where we talk every week about Jeremy's personal hygiene and all of that stuff, and various rapists and sexual predators. Um, oh yeah, it's a. Uh, don't describe it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, more appropriately, though, we are a classic pornography podcast, as I'm sure anybody listening to this by this point is aware. And today we are going to talk about the, I believe it's the first sequel that we've covered. I think it's so, yes. Uh, we're going back to eat our own shit and we're going to cover Pretty Peaches 2. Uh, yes. We're going to eat our own shit. That's what you do when you make a sequel. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know? You just... Eating, crapping where you eat, then you eat that crap. Uh, then you get pretty peaches too. Uh, are you, yes. Are you looking up the Webster definition of a sequel? Uh, yes, is I that, was going to. Is that what it says? Oh, yeah. I told you. Um, I may not be well-groomed. I may be unemployed. But I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Well, uh, I'm glad that you're here to... Uh, Fact checker. Yes. <laughs> Truth teller. Uh, modern prophet? I don't know. You decide. Boss is typing something in that I can't see, so I'm just going to keep filling the air so there's no dead time. <laughs> uh, so yeah, oh, Pretty Peaches 2 is yes. what we're talking about. Did you uh, have to look that up? Yeah, I had to figure out... I had to look up what movie we were talking about. Oh, I said it. Uh, Pretty Peaches Just 2. two. Uh, it is uh, also, like the original, directed by Alex Dorenzi. It unfortunately doesn't carry over any of the same cast, but uh, it's got a pretty solid cast anyway. I'd say it contains the spirit of the first film. It certainly does. So uh, it's worth mentioning that this is a pretty well received film in fact it won the 1989 avn award for yeah. best film mm -hmm. it also uh xrco award i think is that it uh yeah yeah, yeah they, i think it won that maybe 88 89 yeah so same time best film right uh also at the avn awards alex dorenzi won best director for it and uh, Jamie Gillis won Best Supporting Actor. Oh, I didn't. So I didn't know that. That's cool. They had a pretty solid showing at the awards that year. That's good. Um, they should show <laughs> the AVN Awards on like NBC or CBS or yeah. something. Yeah, uh, they've been <clears throat> uh, recent years. They've shown like an edited version of it on Showtime, which is. I guess we'll have to start watching it soon. Yeah, we need to stay plugged into the industry. Yeah. I've got to figure out, like, a porno news source to get all my stuff from. Does the... I guess the AVN would tell me. Yeah, the AVN website posts stories pretty, daily. Pretty informative? Uh, yeah, sort of. I mean, a lot of the stories are, this movie's coming soon, and it's basically kind of an advertisement for okay, it. Okay, so but yeah. But they also do cover, like, stories of what's going on in the industry, like, like legal stuff. And like, touching the Ron Jeremy story at all? I imagine they are. I haven't like been watch. I haven't I been to the been, site in a while. Actually, I think he's been blacklisted from all their events. I think I said that on maybe 
yeah. a previous episode or had brought that up. Yeah, and I think that happened a couple years ago, and they definitely covered it at their website back then. Because right. I, I remember I was I was still checking their site pretty often back then, and I remember reading yeah. an article about it. I'm sure that they're can, keeping up with the story, yeah, though. I, think I read about it on like the Daily Beast or something like that. Um, just flipping around because occasionally they have like someone's covering the porn beat over there, and there'll be like the scandal of whatever like james dean like raping somebody it's always rape though yeah which is really it's a fucked up crime anyway but even more and like you're already having sex with the person right i know it's a power thing but it seems like too much yeah you would think that with everything going on you would not feel the need to do all of that but i guess at the same time, you know, like you said, it's more of a power thing anyway. Right. And, like, I guess if, like, your job every day is to, like, fuck people, like, you're... you're it's probably a certain sense of entitlement that I think probably goes along with that. I would definitely say in the case of uh, Ron Jeremy, that's probably oh, a lot of it. Yeah, he would just go around just shoving his hands down people's shirts, which he actually does. He, he demonstrates his technique a little bit in this film. <laughs> Uh, oh boy. Uh, that took a turn. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, Pretty Peaches 2. Uh, yeah, so Pretty Peaches 2. So, like I said, this film uh, doesn't carry over the same cast, but it's still got some uh, star power here. Um, so, the lead role, unfortunately, is not played by Desiree Cousteau as in the first one. Yeah. However, the uh, woman who does play Peaches, who on IMDb is... I can't I say your name. Yeah, it's like Siobhan Hunter. It's yeah. S-I-O-B-H-A-N. I call her Seven. Uh, okay. Okay. She plays Peaches, and, you know, despite the fact that she's not Desiree Cousteau, and I have a lot of uh, you have a lot, lot of personal. attachment yeah. to her because she's amazing. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, the Peaches in this film is pretty great. She's, yeah. she's very attractive, and she plays her role very well. Yeah, so She's hot and dumb, and that's what you need to be a Peaches character. Uh, yes. As we mentioned, uh, serial, uh, alleged serial sexual predator Ron Jeremy is in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have an appearance, as you pointed out, by Peter North. Yes. Uh, who plays Bobby, Peach's boyfriend. Yes. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we have Jamie Gillis, who I won't reveal his role yet. We'll, we'll get to that. I think that's worth saving. Yeah, he's... Uh, Yes. Yes, he, he's great. He steals the he steals the show like in most films. Right. <laughs> um, but you know some other names: Buck Adams, Tracy Adams, uh, yeah. Tammy White. You know, there's there's uh, several names of the time. Which this is a time frame that we haven't really explored too heavily because it's the later '80s. Was this one '87? I think originally. Yeah. Okay. This is listed as '87. It's weird that like the Avian Awards didn't catch up until '89, but you know how it is. It's weird. Yeah, um, <laughs> you're jerking off all the time. Your schedule gets real loose. Yeah, <laughs> just whenever we'll <laughs> we'll award it whenever. Um, but yeah, this is late in the in the film era, as you noted. Uh, but like Carlos Tobolina, Alex Dorenzi was still making films at this point. He had been kind of a powerhouse of film production because if we go back, you know, he started. He was one of the earliest people making hardcore features uh, in the San Francisco, uh, California area. But he's still at it here in 87, and I'm not sure how many more he had left. I imagine it probably wasn't a ton. Yeah. 
at least film productions. I don't know if he moved on to uh, video productions later. Uh, in fact, uh, I just hit the IMDb spot, and he was making video productions as late as 97. So he he didn't leave the business at the end of the film era. Like, uh, Tob- well, <laughs> Tobolina really left yeah, the business in the yeah, sense that he yeah. killed himself. But, oh, uh, oops. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it looks like uh, his last film productions were in, like, 92, but he was already making video productions as well at the time. But, you know, this is getting towards the end of his career. I don't know. He he put out a shit ton of video productions now that I'm looking at the list. So He's constantly having to readjust your position over there. See, squirming in your chair as you just to find out new facts about Alex Lindsay <laughs> by the second. Uh, you know, this is one of those things I should have thoroughly uh, looked into beforehand. But the world's falling apart around me, and I'm... I'm barely getting things done as it is. Oh, yeah. But the podcast keeps coming out, and we keep watching pornography, and that's what's important, really. That's true. Uh, But anyhow, (laughs) again, this is a late-era porn production, but I think that this film works really well in the sense that you don't really see the low budget here as much as you would in something like, uh, you know, Pulsating Flesh, our, our right. go-to when it comes to stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, the, uh, the, which, the production value on this is still pretty good. Like, it's yeah. obviously, like, the budget isn't as high as the first one. Right. Um, but there's still some cool locations in it, which I'll yeah give to Alex Dorenzi. Yeah, I think the big thing here is that they kept the scope of this really limited. Uh, but not in a way that makes the movie fall apart or anything. It's just like they they didn't have to do all this location shooting or anything. They kept it to a few locations and some bedrooms and some couches and stuff. Right. And, uh, but it but the way that the film is laid out, it all makes sense that way. So it's fine. You know, it's good. But yeah, Pretty Peaches too. Uh, Avian Award winner, XRCO Award winner. Uh, you know, very well regarded film, and you know it's a it's a good old time. So, anything else you want to add before we dig into it? Yes. Okay. I would like to say that Pretty Peaches Two makes Pretty Peaches Three look like Pretty Peaches One. Oh snap! Yeah. I haven't seen Pretty Peaches 3 yet. (laughs) (laughs) But I I thought of that last night, and I was like, that's funny. (laughs) Uh, Pretty Peaches 3 is subtitled The Quest. Yeah, I hope it's like they do like a sword and sorcery thing, but I have my doubts. (laughs) Well, I won't spoil anything for you, but I'm sure we'll circle back around to that later as well. Yeah, we'll get to that eventually. Uh, But yeah, this is is, uh, being made uh, years and years after the original... When was the original? Like seventy five or seventy six? Yeah, mid to late seventies. Uh, seven, I think, like somewhere between seventy five and seventy seven. So yeah, it was like ten years or more uh, before this one. So right, it's like uh, it's like the gap between Phantasm and Phantasm two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, seventy eight is what IMDb shows for okay. it. So. Yeah, and it's just as confusing as that. Film series <laughs> overall with the uh, especially once we get into all the transdimensional warping and the stuff about the godhead and the uh mothership and everything that comes in about in act three you remember all that uh yes i remember yeah. that very well yeah it just completely it throws you through for a loop uh that's for sure <laughs> 
All right, well, uh, that seems like a good enough introduction here, so uh, hang on with us. We'll be right back to talk more about Pretty Peaches, part two. Oh, Bobby. Oh, Peaches. Oh, Bobby. Stop it, you two. Bobby, go home. It's enough of this foolishness. Oh, Mom. Peaches, you go to bed now. Alone. Oh, Mom. I'm not doing anything honest. You must think I was born yesterday. Go to bed, Peaches. All right, Mom. I'm sorry. I'll be quiet. It's too late. She's already heard you. Peaches, my balls are aching. Well, you should have thought of that before you made all that noise. I'm going to praise the size of his loads, but not him. (laughs) That's fair enough. (laughs) So, uh... Yeah, Peter North. Let's uh, let's get back into it. Let's let's worry about his loads and not his uh, domestic uh, issues. Yeah, his multiple domestic abuse charges. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't get into any numbers, but TMZ made it sound pretty damning. Well, here's the thing. Let's let's just make a note for our listeners that we recognize that we can't really deify too many people here. It's it's dangerous to sit here and praise them too much because they've always got something seedy going on. Except the teacher. We haven't found anything with the teacher, and I hope it stays that way. Uh, even Jamie Gillis that we praise a lot, he's... He stuck that know. lady's head in a toilet. Uh, yeah. That's not illegal, but it's certainly dehumanizing. Yeah. Um, but she was probably into it, too. I don't know. I, th- I, I would think that in that case she was probably into it, but I don't know that for sure. So, who knows? Uh but yeah, Pretty Peaches 2. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, Pretty Peaches 2. Okay, you can start talking about it. Uh, uh, Alright, so I'm going to start talking about Pretty Peaches 2. Starring Seven Hunter. Uh, yes. I don't know, why do they name her that? That's probably not her real name. Is it? Is it Siphon? Siphon Filter? Siphon Filter Hunter? Yeah, Siphon Hunter. Uh, starring Peaches? Yeah. <laughs> So Pretty Peaches starts with a title card that just says Pretty Peaches Part 2, and we hear some crickets and moaning. Uh, We cut to see Peaches, again played by Something Hunter, (laughs) Uh, and her boyfriend Bobby, played by Peter North. Uh, They're fucking on a red couch, or at least getting to the point where they're going to fuck. Then we cut and see her mother getting dressed in another room who then bangs on the wall telling Peaches and her boyfriend to cut it out and that Bobby needs to go home. Her mother's getting dressed in white lingerie here. So Peaches tells Bobby he needs to go, and he complains about his balls aching. Uh, She makes him zip back up, and uh, we see her mother again in the other room and says that she says that Bobby better not try to sneak back in, and if she, she says if he does, she'll call the police, so... Bobby tells Peaches he needs to use the restroom before leaving. Uh, We see Peaches' mom leave her room in a kind of a sheer black robe over her lingerie. And uh, Bobby, I guess, is looking for the bathroom, but he just wanders into Peaches' mom's room. Which I feel like he should have been able to quickly look and realize wasn't a bathroom. Maybe his intention is different here. I think he has bad intentions. Oh, okay. I that think. might be. He's he's just running around with his boner up to no good. Yeah. That's fair enough. So, regardless <laughs> of what his intentions are, uh, he ended up in Peach's mom's room, and uh, here's Peach's mom coming, so he hides behind some curtains. 
We see uh, Peach's mom walk in. Uh, we cut back to Peach's. She's talking about how her sex life is a mess, and she still doesn't know anything about guys, even though she's almost 20. She says she'll need to ask her dad about it because her mom isn't any help. Back in Peach's mom's room, she undresses in front of a mirror, and Bobby's peeking out behind the curtains, yeah. watching her like a creeper. And I guess I gotta say, really, if I were Peter North and I didn't bust, I would probably also get pretty desperate. Perhaps, but I don't know. Considering the size, the size of his loads, his nuts, I guess that's true. His nuts must be just throbbing in pain. I guess, yeah. I don't know because I've never had those Peter North loads. I mean, yeah. I've. I've I've had a major load or two in my day. <laughs> oh, I've had a major load or two, Sonny. You better believe it. Uh, but I don't, you know, Peter North is a freak of nature, obviously. Obviously. Um, um, he's the he's the John Holmes dick of uh, load sizes. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like an X-Man mutant. <laughs> That's the way I think of him. Uh, his name's Lodestar. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, anyhow, so, uh, regardless of his intentions and how bad his balls ache, he's peeking out and watching Peach's mama undress. Uh, she finally notices him in the reflection, even though the audience notices him for a while. She approaches the curtain he's hiding behind with a knife, and she catches him and yells at him for being a pervert, and then immediately tells him to undress. She tells him, take your pants off so I can see your ugly little penis. <laughs> Why do you think she had a knife in her nightstand? Uh, I don't it's just know. Just home defense. Maybe this kind of thing I mean, probably she, happens a lot. It could. You, you got to keep in mind that her and her uh, and Peach's dad are separated, uh, so she's a woman staying alone, perhaps having a knife with her or uh, accessible in various rooms of the house makes sense from a self defense perspective. Okay. Uh, I, I don't a, know. I have a knife block in every house in the next place I move. Yeah, that sounds like a good... Like in every room? Yeah. Okay. Or in a gun. <laughs> a gun for every room. Yes. That's my promise to America. <laughs> so, Bobby takes his pants off and he's holding his balls in pain and talks about how his balls hurting again. Mrs. Goldblum, Peach's mom... Tells him to lay on the bed, and she notes after examining them that he has lover's balls yeah. that are engorged in fluid. Yeah. <laughs> she says she can help him with that, and she starts blowing him. So uh, we get some cuts here of him going down on her, and then him fucking her doggy style, missionary, more doggy style, some sideways behind uh, fucking... He asks her if he can come in her, and she tells him to pull out and come on her, and he does. A big old load. It's huge. Yeah, it's um, a... I'd say in this point he was well cast as a character who had, like, blue balls. Yeah. To just unleash a giant load is perfect. If it had just been a little bit, I yeah. wouldn't have believed in it as much. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a good point. If you had, you know, a guy, because in these porn films uh, loads can vary greatly in size and sometimes just a little bit kind of dribbles out yeah and it's probably that guy's like fourth load of the day so it's hard to like you know can't fault him yeah but uh peter north knows how to deliver apparently yes every load every time yeah all <laughs> <laughs> all loads must be sprayed 
She runs her fingers through his load and dribbles it through her fingers. She asks Bobby if Peaches knows about this, which I guess is his sex skills. Uh, He says that she hasn't given him the chance. So then we get a cut to the next day. And Peaches arrives at her dad's office, her dad being played by Herschel Savage. Uh, They have a talk, uh, and he's relieved she's not pregnant, because that's what his guess was that this conversation was going to be about. But she talks about how her mother hasn't told her anything about sex, um, other than that she's better off not having it. So her dad's asking her if her school nurse has told him anything, and she says no. Her dad is very hesitant to tell her anything himself. So his final guidance is to ask her other peers about it, saying that that's kind of how he learned about sex, which yeah. is how a lot of people learn about sex, unfortunately. That's how his dad learned about sex, and so on. Yeah. But his final advice to her is to not be a tease. Yeah. <laughs> and he demands a kiss. He's like, give daddy some sugar and quit being a tease. <laughs> uh, his sex, His advice isn't great. And also, something else I wanted to notice, note, something else that I wanted to note, her age is very unclear throughout the film. She keeps saying that she's almost 20, uh-huh. but that could mean anything from she's 19 to she's like 15, Yeah, if you just really stretch it out. Perhaps um, that was the intention. I think so. What's the, like, who asked their, like, 19-year-old daughter, your school nurse? Yeah. <laughs> what did she tell you? It was very out of touch. Yeah, what what school is she going to with the school? Like, I mean, I guess she could be in college, but is there a college school nurse? Um, I mean, they have nurses, but like, not, I don't think they're like teaching you sex ed. Right. They expect you to know that by the time you get to college. Yeah, probably. I would imagine that they don't need to teach you about the birds and the bees and all of that. How to put a condom on a banana. Yeah. I didn't get any of that. Uh, I... Did you get any mm, condom banana stuff? I didn't get a condom banana thing. What'd you get? Uh, we had a sex ed. We had a sex ed uh, part of our health class. Yeah. I fe- I'm trying in like high school, but I'm trying to, or maybe that was late middle school. I'm trying to think of all the sex ed that I did. Like, I don't think they touched it at all in elementary school. Well, they didn't touch you in elementary school? Well, no. I certainly didn't want to be touched in elementary school. That's good. Especially by the people who worked at my (laughs) elementary school. No, I I don't think that the subject of sex education had come up in elementary school. And maybe not even middle school, really. I feel like by the time we started having sex education, I was the only one who hadn't already had sex. I was the only one learning anything. Oh, yeah. Uh, But it wasn't... uh, it was just like, these are the balls and these are the ovaries. And uh, we got to watch a video of a woman giving birth and it made me never want to have kids. It's pretty hot. <laughs> there, I remember specifically about that video that like there's a spot where they're, it's like she was having contractions and stuff. And then they like do a cutaway and she's like drinking juice. And they're talking about how in between contractions, the mother needs to relax and all of this. And then... Like, there was a jump cut straight from that to her vagina just stretching out and the baby coming out. Jesus. It was just like, oh. (laughs) That's a nightmare. 
you know, I mean, you know, it's a natural part of life and stuff. I'm just saying from an editing standpoint, they could have eased into that a little bit more. <laughs> I probably would have done a cut to her, uh, you know, uh, stressing and crying and grunting or whatever she's doing as she's pushing the baby out. And then if you're going to show it, pan down from that or something to get you prepared for what's going to happen. Just, but instead, it was just just straight jump cut. It's meant to shock you into never having sex. Yeah, you're probably right. I think they they knew what they were doing. They knew exactly what they were doing. Those sons of bitches. I wish we'd learned it on the streets like Peaches. Uh, yeah, we really should have. So after Peaches leaves her dad's office, he calls over Mrs. Wilson, uh, who is, I guess, his assistant or secretary or something. And mentions how he told his daughter not to be a tease, uh, and asked if she heard him say that. Uh, then he asked her, how about a little sexual harassment on the job? Which is good. That's it's kind of the evolution of Alex Dorenzi on consent, like we talked about before. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Yeah. He's, yeah, this, this film is definitely way more consensual. There are some questionable moments, but that's a big improvement over Pretty Peaches. Sure. The original. Right. Yeah, this is as good as he gets, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. she's she is very eager for the sexual harassment on the job, so I guess that's good. There's definitely questions to be raised about the power dynamic there and the amount of pressure on her. Uh, but she seems to be into it, and that's good enough for an 80s porno. Yeah. So she quickly pulls her dress down and uh, to expose her breasts and starts blowing him. He bends her over his desk and fucks her from behind. Uh, then she's sitting on his lap and he's pulling her butt up and down as she's bouncing on his dick. And he eventually lays her on her back on the desk and fucks her and pulls out coming on her pubes. You know, just some classic sex. Nothing wrong with it. No. It's, it's good. good. It's good workmanlike sex. Yeah, good functional Good, good old sex. American classic sex yeah good old good old uh built ford tough yeah there's some built ford tough <laughs> sex. sex yeah peaches is talking to herself happy that she talked to her dad and vowing to herself not to be a tease because that is what her dad suggested to her she says she's going to go visit her uncle howard in san francisco mm -hmm. uh, she feels that that'd be the best first step in her sexual education because she I guess she feels like her uncle is the right person to ask. And I'm, I'm, no, that was probably not a good decision, actually. Yeah. She says she's going to leave a note for her mom so she doesn't worry. Her note's just like. Mentioning again dad's advice yeah. not to play hard to get. Yeah. What a good note. Mom, I'm leaving. I'm running away to become a slut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, he did not say that she shouldn't play hard to get. Uh, even though that's what she said at this point. Uh, he told her not to be a tease, and I think that there's a little bit of a difference there. There probably is. Peaches then goes and hitchhikes and gets picked up by a guy in a pickup with a topper on the back. And he's got a big trucker hat. He says that he's heading towards San Francisco too, but mentions that he's going to stop for the night uh, and then head to San Francisco in the morning. So... They go to uh, a motel, and we cut to them in the motel room laying on a bed. He talks about how this was the last bed available. Uh, sure. <laughs> but it beats sleeping out in the truck. So 
She says she's going to go to the ladies' room, and after she walks out, he looks a little disappointed. Uh, we see Peaches undressing in the restroom, and then we see a woman knock on the door of the motel. It's Julie, the lot lizard. Yeah, it's Julie, the lot lizard. She asks the trucker if he needs some company, and he says, sure. Uh, and he gives her $20 for a half and half. That's good. So is a half and half half blowjob and half fucking? Is that what it is? Uh, I think it's something you put in your coffee. Oh. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot like, of money for a half and half. She's like an Instacart kind of person. <laughs> She'll just bring it right to you. Oh, yeah. She's like, you want that half and half? But now we got this, there's a virus, so there's an upcharge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm filling dead air. I'll look up half and half uh, on my phone. A half and half describes a sexual encounter, typically with a prostitute, during which half the encounter is spent having vaginal intercourse and the other half is spent having oral sex. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. Just a normal, I don't know. It seems okay. like a tough name for it, but oh, whatever. It, I get it, That's at least. Cool. Yeah. It seems and like it's, it seems like I guess it's it's a it's a common enough request that they created like the menu item for it, basically. Yeah. Okay. It makes sense. Yeah. I've if never... I was going to go to a prostitute, I might request a half and half. Yeah. Julie starts blowing the trucker on the bed, and then Peaches walks in from the bathroom, and he, she just sits down next to him watching as this is going on. Uh, the trucker tells her to go away, but, the, but Julie, the hooker, says that she can watch. The trucker notes that Peaches is just a kid, but Peaches reaffirms she's almost 20, and she wants to watch, and so she does. So Julie blows him for a bit, and then he fucks her, uh, Peaches is watching and smiling throughout. Um, she's rubbing her nipples at first, and as Julie's getting nailed, she starts to lick Peaches' nipples a bit. Uh, the trucker pulls out and starts to lick and finger Julie's ass, uh, then sticking a finger in both her vagina and her ass while licking her clit. Yeah, that's a pretty good move. Yeah. I'm going to steal it. It's not quite the, the shocker. I think that's two and one. Yeah, that's two in the pink, one in the stink. That seems like a lot of work. My, my carpal tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> I think just two fingers and the mouth. I think I'm going to stick with that. Okay. okay. Well, I'll keep that in mind. I'll let you know how it goes. Okay. We need to get more regular updates on uh, your sexual encounters. They're pretty cool. Excellent. Yeah, I like them. <laughs> <laughs> The trucker then fucks Julie's ass uh, kind of in a missionary position. She keeps yelling at him to fuck her harder and <laughs> yells things like, Fuck me, you piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, eventually, he pulls out and comes on her ass and then pushes back into her ass again. I do have to say, certainly the anal was an upcharge, right? Yeah, she. I think she said so. Oh, I, I must have missed that. Yeah, she's, okay. she's like, you gotta pay extra to fuck me in the ass, but... I don't, okay. I don't think he will. He better. I don't know. She's going to get his, her pimp to beat his ass. He's a button fly man, so, <laughs> uh, you know, he plays by his own rules. <laughs> he might have to piss, but he's got to get all those buttons undone first. <laughs> so he's the kind of man that uh, he doesn't care about himself or others. <laughs> Oh, these truckers. Yeah. Well, he better fucking pay his part. I hope he does. I I want Julie as a working lady of the world to get everything she's owed. I agree. 
fucking privileged truckers running around trying to fucking asses for free yeah you can't be busting asses for free (laughs) uh peaches apologizes for acting like a baby as she says but she explains she's trying to learn about sex but says she's never seen anything like that so then we cut to uh peach's mom confronting peach's dad giving him a hard time asking what he told her to make her run off to san francisco Peach's dad tells uh, Peach's mom that he didn't make her do that. Peach's mom tells Peach's dad that Peaches is going to see Howard. Peach's dad notes that Howard's harmless, but offers to take Peach's mom to San Francisco to see her. He mentions it might be nice to stay in a hotel together, but she tells him that she is going to sleep alone. So at this point, we get introduced to Uncle Howard... Uh, played by alleged serial sexual predator Ron Jeremy. Yes. Uh, we also get to meet his wife and his uh, child in a, quite a interesting family. Yeah, I, this scene was just, it broke my brain. It was just insane. Uh, it, so from, that's, from the decor to what everyone was wearing to what was happening, it was designed to confuse and bamboozle the senses (laughs) peaches tells uncle howard that she's happy to be there howard asks why she's there if she's running away from home but peaches explains she's there to learn about sex howard as along with his wife and son are delighted to hear this she explains that san francisco is supposed to be a great place to learn about sex Her cousin, Uncle Howard's son, says, You should see him screw my mom. He makes some comment about his dad taking uh, her Hershey Highway. Ew. (laughs) That's not the way to word that. Uncle Howard tells his son, I don't want you to touch your mom's titties at the dinner table, especially in front of company. Uh, Then... The son says, can I touch her pussy? And Uncle Howard says, of course. Uh, This family is quite nasty. Yeah, they're very close. (laughs) Too close. Almost certainly. Uh, Her cousin says, how would you like to see me and dad fuck mom? Uh, Peach seems a bit alarmed by this. Uh, She politely says her goodbyes and shakes her aunt's hand and leaves, uh, not before falling down in front of a stuffed tiger with a weird cap on his head. So then we get to see Howard and his family have family night. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Howard and his son fuck Howard's wife. Uh, She's blowing Howard and his big cock, and then uh, he starts fucking her from behind, uh, and she starts blowing her son. Uh, They keep going at her. Eventually, Howard comes on her vagina, and the son comes in her mouth. Great. Uh, We then see Peaches looking at a lot of Asian decorations in some room. This whole situation was baffling to me because I thought she had gone somewhere else, but apparently she hadn't. No, she's just somewhere else in this bizarre house. Yeah, this house dynamic is confusing to say the least. Yeah, I think it... Yeah, it is. There's a woman in an Asian headdress of some sort just sitting amongst all the curios and knickknacks of this room. 
When Peaches approaches her, she's surprised to see that it's a real person. Uh, this is Crystal. Crystal is played by Melissa Melendez, who uh, is just, you know, putting on eye makeup to be Asian. Okay. Putting on a racist uh, accent. Yeah, I didn't even think she was supposed to be Asian until later in the film. Right. She, <laughs> there are some... Uh, it's not very convincing. Yeah, there are some... Uh, Choices. Wildly inappropriate uh, <laughs> words and such used here, uh, but we we will get to that soon enough. Crystal's mentions that she heard what Peaches was saying in the dining room. Uh, it's at this point that we see Granny. Granny talks about how things are dusty and that I think it was Blossom is fucking up, so, who I guess is supposed to be a, a maid or something that we don't get introduced to. Sure. So Granny offers Peaches a cleaning job and says that they'll talk about it in the morning. So one thing to note about Granny is Granny is played by Jamie Gillis in drag. Yes. We'll see more about that here in a bit. He's wonderful. He is a delight. (laughs) So here we see Peaches' parents in the hotel room. Um, I think that this is the same room. It's the same hotel, uh establishing shot so oh okay so i think it could be this it's probably the same room with those that bed just pulled apart right okay that makes sense yeah i was just thinking that you noticed how much the peaches films focus on the parents sex life as well yeah very strange it's very strange but i guess when you got all these actors you gotta gotta give them something to do yeah in a normal film i think it makes it fun for the whole family because your your older audience can maybe relate more to the uh to the uh, adults while the younger audience can uh relate more to the uh possibly legal age children yes you know bring your children (laughs) yes bring bring your children to go see pretty peaches part two i was reading that there was like apparently like a severely cut like cable edit of this film really yeah um i'd have to see that to really see like what was left yeah that seems difficult yeah something they just play on usa was it like a half an hour long (laughs) yeah probably peach's mom compliments her dad on being nice and thoughtful and says sometimes she can't remember why they got divorced Um, she goes into the bathroom to change her clothes and uh, as she's doing that, Dad, again played by Herschel Savage, uh, pushes the two beds together. Uh, she gets dressed in black lingerie and a black robe, and she comes out, and Dad is excited and says, This is great! And then he goes into the restroom, apparently to prepare for sex. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing in there. Um, he's uh, changing his condom. Just for instance, from the last time he had sex like, <laughs> yeah. with uh, his assistant. Uh, yes. Uh, I like to, I like to think that he just always wears a condom and then, and then whenever he has to pee, he just pees into it. (laughs) Gross. Uh, (laughs) I was thinking about, I I remember my point, casting decision. What if they'd gotten Desiree Cousteau to play Peach's mom? That would be amazing. That would have been great. Good continuity. She would have aged up about 10 years in the interim, so she would have been mom aged. Yeah. I think the biggest problem. To a child of possibly 20. Yes. I think that she is probably done with porn for years now. Yeah, I think at that point. She didn't have a long career. No. But, Uh, you know, it's fun to dream. Yeah, that would have been definitely the best casting decision, though, for sure. 
So after Dad goes into the bathroom there to change his piss-filled condom. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you see it on screen, so definitely watch the movie and look for it. <laughs> uh, there's a knock at the door, and it's Christian from the front office. Uh, he says that he's there to check on her. Uh, he's got this white sweatband that he's wearing. Yeah. <laughs> Asks if uh, she's into aerobics, and then he tells her to lay on the bed and he can massage her. This uh, hotel has a real prostitution problem. Yeah, it certainly does. And people just come up and knock on the door and offer their services. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's how it really works. I guess I've only ever stayed in hotels and not motels. I mean, I've been to a few motels and that hadn't happened, but perhaps this is like a, a particularly like trucker-centric yeah, motel. Yeah, they're all just hanging out. And, you know, the truckers, they, they need their business taken care of, uh... But I don't know. I, I mean, Christian is just some dude who works there, and I don't know. If I don't know if he even really works there. Well, he works, says he works there. I th- I think he might be quote unquote working there, not necessarily for the hotel, mm-hmm. but you know, for his uh, own independent enterprise. I got you. I'm picking it up. You uh, picking up when I'm laying down? I am, and that's what Peach's mom's about to do. Uh, yes, indeed. So, uh, her dad's in the bathroom psyching himself up in the mirror. Meanwhile, Christian's massaging, uh, the mom and slaps her ass. She asked why he did that, and he said that he thought she'd like it, being a white girl and all. (laughs) So, uh, Peach's mom gets up and wedges a chair against the door under the doorknob. Uh, the dad goes to leave the bathroom and he's stuck. So we cut to the mom blowing Christian on the bed, and then uh, he's going down on her. We get to see the dad struggling, stuck in the bathroom and frustrated. Uh, He starts to hear her moaning and starts banging on the door. Uh, He finally frees himself and sees what's going on. Says, just like old times, huh? Now, for this to work, I thought typically that, like, the back of the chair had to be under the handle so they couldn't, like... (laughs) <laughs> right get, but the hand the back of the chair is like three inches below the handle in this oh yeah well that yeah. definitely <laughs> is gonna make it so he can get out yeah i mean he does eventually i think he might just be like weak yeah <laughs> <laughs> the chair was a little heavy <laughs> his ex-wife or separated wife i can't remember which it is but uh she was able to heft it around no problem but he couldn't push it off of a door he's a little he's a little soy boy (laughs) old herschel savage so after uh peach's dad says just like old times huh christian says old times hell i don't know you shit i'm out of here man and then he leaves that's it that's the end of christian (laughs) yeah that that was uh that's a wrap on Christian for the film. <laughs> so as Christian's leaving, uh, Peach's dad throws a pillow at the door. Uh, but then he reveals how turned on he was to his uh, ex-lover. He says, I love when you cheat on me, baby. Yeah. And then she starts to blow him and then rides him. Uh, he's in blue silk pajamas. Yes, and he fucks through the whole of his pajama pants the whole time. <laughs> yes. She rides him, and he uh, fucks her from behind as he's rubbing her clit, and then uh, eventually pulls out and comes on her pubes. 
She says, Stanley, my man. And then they make out. So, uh, yeah, Peach's dad is Stanley. That's his name. So then we return to Granny, played by Jamie Gillis again, mm-hmm. uh, explaining Peach's duties around the house, uh, including cleaning and making tea. Granny tells Peaches that she can't wear street clothes and she needs to wear maid clothing. She says that it's what they wear in France. Uh, so she hands her these like incredibly uh, transparent maid lingerie cheap shit <laughs> that she wants her to wear. Uh, it's like a blue see-through tie-on panties. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says that uh, Peaches notes that they're a bit small, but Granny says, well, that's what the girls in France are wearing, dear. <laughs> uh, she's got this blue silky top that she ties on. Uh, Peaches mentions that you can see everything. And I think she bends over and we see her butthole basically through the back of the panties. Yeah. <laughs> Granny notes that only she can see her. <laughs> uh, and asks if uh, Peaches is ready for her tryout uh he has her bend over to pick up something oh this is when you can see her butthole oh yeah and kind of her labia basically as she's bending over there's not much coverage yeah there's not much coverage there granny asks if she can dip down to pick things up and has her then reach up to dust an altar as uh, granny watches from behind uh looking at her butt and such uh at this point peaches says my granny what strong arms you have uh, and goes through this big bad wolf routine with her. Uh, but then finally she realizes that Granny's a man. So at this point, Jamie Gillis is speaking in his man voice and tells her not to tell anyone. Uh, she, Claire, she, or I'm going to say she, Granny, clarifies that the people in the house know, uh, but not anybody outside. She says they know he's a man, but not that he dresses up as a woman, <laughs> the people outside the house. Yeah. So I guess that he's only granny in the house, so, you know. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Do he, your thing. He could be granny outside the house. I don't care. Yeah. It was San Francisco. They probably didn't care either. They probably didn't, but, you know, this was this was where uh, Jamie's character was at with his... Uh, his transvestism. Yes. Yes. Let's get a bunch she, of noodles to eat. Yes. Okay. So Peaches makes a point that, uh, you know, she's not wearing clothes, basically. And uh, Granny sits her on the ground and opens up Peaches' top. So Peaches starts blowing Granny at this point. And then he uh, bends Peaches over in front of him, uh, cranking open her butt cheeks and showing <laughs> off her butthole. Yeah. And then he starts to really lick her ass. And then he goes down on her from below. Uh, Peaches gets on top of Granny and starts riding him. Um, Peaches is circling her butthole with her finger. And Granny guides her into pushing her finger up her ass. Uh, She notes that it's tight. And uh, Granny coaches her into finger-fucking her ass uh, as he's still fucking her from below. Yeah. Uh, then he's fucking her sideways from behind, and Granny finally pulls out and comes on her pubes. <laughs> we cut to a weird dancing robotic clown. Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, and then we I cut, hate this house. And then we cut back to Peach's vagina covered in cum, uh, and Peach's is playing with her clit and saying, Bobby. 
she misses her boyfriend. Aw. Aw. And his and his massive loads that yeah. I guess maybe she doesn't know about yet. She doesn't know about the loads, but you know, she, she knows loves about his anyway. blue balls. Yeah, but not what is contained within <laughs> the fluid engorgement. <laughs> right. Um, so then we see Peach's mom and dad arrive at Howard's house, and uh, they walk down the steps together. So the dad introduces Howard to. Uh, Eunice, his wife. So that's that's right. It's Stanley and Eunice. Goldblum. The Goldblums. They're Jewish. Yes. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Howard asks if Stanley had mentioned his head wound, uh, and Stanley had not. Howard asks if they would like to have some pipes after their long trip, and they walk off up the steps. And Howard peeks up Crystal's dress as they're going up the steps. Uh, so then they start chatting and smoking. I'm not sure, are they smoking weed? Or are they just smoking tobacco and like hookah pipes? Or? They're smoking opium. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, they're just up there smoking the opium he got hooked on that Uncle Howard got hooked on during uh, Nam. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Howard explains he got shot in the head and now he's had a hard-on ever since. So that's how the war treated him. Yeah. Thanks, Uncle Sam. Yeah, thanks. Look what you're doing to our boys. <laughs> <laughs> Eunice says to Stanley that she thinks his uncle is a pervert, and she seems concerned that he might have sold peaches into slavery. Stanley tells her to settle down and says that he thinks Crystal knows what's up and that she's into him. Eunice explains that he couldn't get laid in a whorehouse, and she makes a note that this, in her words chink oh yeah this is when i realized he's supposed to be asian yeah uh wouldn't like him so yeah again the uh racial sensitivity of an 80s pornography film (laughs) crystal is definitely not asian though to be very clear Uh, she is a white person with a very vague accent and uh some eye makeup. And a hatred of the white man. And a hatred of the Caucasians, uh, as we'll get into in a moment. <laughs> so Eunice starts fooling around with Howard, and we see Stanley and Crystal. Um, she's playing with her tits. Stanley makes a note that Crystal must know something since Howard, in his thoughts, is her master. So not only is this an Asian person that they're using a, uh, a racial slur about... But this uh, Asian person... Uh, it's also Ron Jeremy's slave. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. Uh, there definitely is. Uh, Crystal notes that Peaches is Stanley's stepdaughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he probably just wants to have her for himself. Uh, as this conversation is going on, Eunice is jacking Howard off. Yeah. Uh well, I think the Eunice and Stanley were kind of talking back and forth. Uh, Ron Jeremy's kind of in the back vamping a lot by like making out with like this stuffed cat's head and oh, yeah. some other stuff. I don't think I caught that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's just like, while well, they're having a conversation. And I'm like, it's not all about you, Ron. <laughs> so um, Crystal says, I'll never betray Howard. You could kill me first. Don't you know we Orientals are faithful to death, you Caucasian dog? Yeah. <laughs> After he calls uh, Eunice an ugly white woman, 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what is going on? I was like, she's white. Her name's Crystal. <laughs> oh, San Francisco, man. What a town. Uh, but shortly after, Eunice is blowing Howard while Crystal is blowing Stanley. So immediately after calling him a Caucasian dog, she's blowing him. Uh, Howard helps Eunice get undressed, and she rides Howard Cowgirl as Crystal does the same to Stanley, side by side. They all basically fuck each other for a while, and uh, Howard ends up pulling out and coming on Eunice's stomach. Stanley fucks Crystal from behind and pulls out and comes on her ass. Crystal finally tells Stanley that she'll talk to him and explains that Peach has got turned on to sex, so Peach has had Crystal take her to Chinatown. Yeah. So now she's... In some sort of Chinatown sex something. Yeah, she's in like a, a white slate. I thought it was going to go in like a white slavery direction. Yeah, that seemed like where it was going. Uh, but instead, Not quite. Yeah, instead something else happened. Uh, so we see Crystal leading Peaches into a place. She asks if uh, Peaches read the rules for the club. And uh, Peaches explains she did and understood them. So we cut to another room and Peaches and Crystal are on a bed with a bunch of pillows. Uh, Peaches pulls up her uh, silk oriental robe to expose her ass. And then a man in a purple with yellow pattern robe and mask shows up. I think it's Ron Jeremy. Uh, Yeah, it appears to be Ron Jeremy. By the amount of body hair. By the body hair and the cock shape, I could tell. (laughs) Yeah. You can't fool us, Ron. We know about you. Um, so he starts fucking Peaches from behind while Crystal hangs out and watches closely. We see him fuck her ass while they're in a missionary position, and, uh, Crystal makes out with her as this is happening. Um, he swaps to her vagina and then back to her ass and then pulls out and comes on her vagina. He then, uh, pushes back into her snatch and then into her ass. And uh, kind of swaps his dick back and forth a few times. Uh, From here, we cut back to Stanley and Crystal talking. Uh, She had been telling Stanley this as a story. Stanley says he doesn't believe the story, but he wants to hear more. So then (laughs) we see Crystal wiping peaches down with a wet cloth, and she says she belongs to the master now, (laughs) and asks if peaches has ever belonged to a man before. Peaches mentions Bobby. She asks if she's ever belonged to a woman before. Uh, Peaches says no. Crystal says she's going to fuck Peaches now, and then someone else is going to come in and fuck them both. We see Crystal fingering and going down on Peaches a bit, and then after a while we see Bobby walk in. He says he sees that Peaches' education is going well. Apparently Crystal had called him up, so... We see the three of them in bed. Crystal's blowing Bobby while he makes out with Peaches and sucks on her nipples. Uh, Then we see Peaches fuck Bobby. Uh, They're in missionary sex with Peaches' legs uh, pinned up. Peaches is also reaching behind and playing with her asshole with her finger. He pounds away and he eventually pulls out and shoots a massive load all over her. Hell yeah. uh, (laughs) Before falling down on her. I'm sure that that just meant that all that cum got all over him, too. Yeah. Um, Because there was a lot. Oh, yes. Um, We then see Peaches in bed yelling out, Bobby, Bobby, and she's twisting around. Mm. And we see her mom come in saying she heard her yelling. 
Uh, and her dad shows up as well. Peaches is surprised he's there, but he asks, where else would he be? He explains that they have to go to San Francisco to see Uncle Howard in the morning. Peaches says, well, I better get a good night's sleep. She says, what an incredible dream. I should be ashamed of myself, thinking up all those rude fantasies about all those nice people. Wouldn't they be surprised if they only knew what a nasty girl I really am? <laughs> and then we get the end on That's the screen. The end. And that was Pretty Peaches Part 2. It was all a dream. Lost in San Francisco. No, oh, yeah. Pretty Peaches 2. The Squeakle. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh that was pretty peaches too uh we're gonna take one more break and then we'll be back for our uh patented thoughts and reviews on uh pretty peaches too oh man you should see him screw my mom oh boy come here mom let me show you he he turns around bites on the back of the neck for and then he starts playing with her tits and he gets her all excited as soon as he gets excited whammo yeah, your dad is quite the guy. Yeah, you like that stuff, don't you, Mom? You like letting Dad ride that Hershey Highway, huh? Oh, fuck. I'm trapped in a rut. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm over it. Excellent. What is there to say about Pretty Peaches 2? Well, I'll, uh, I'll let you start. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, pretty peaches too. Pretty peaches too. What is a peach? <laughs> Webster's defines it as a delicious fruit from Georgia. <laughs> is that the Webster's definition? Yeah. Excellent. Uh huh. Um, what they say about peaches always is uh. I forgot that that was just straight tequila in that glass that I have right there. <laughs> so I just oh, took God. a big swig and I was like. That's stronger saw, than the margarita. Oh! I saw oh. your face. Uh, <laughs> great. Put a citrus drop in it. Uh, I don't know. That might be a bit much. No, you needed to power through the next episode. Uh, anyway, back to pretty my review of Pretty Peaches 2 in progress. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, I thought it was a worthwhile sequel to the first film. Yeah. Uh, it maintained a lot of the same uh, trademark kind of crude humor and... Uh, dubious sexual encounters that be good well, variety of depravity yeah uh san francisco's back yes in a big way yeah <laughs> so you know as a sequel it lives up to its uh franchise's name yes even while recasting everyone uh you know it, it manages to you know just take a lot of the same ideas and just uh run with it obviously like i said earlier the budget on this one like as far as location scouting and shots and everything isn't quite as uh expensive probably right. a little less uh you know more up the nose and more than behind the film <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh Especially with that the fellow Ron Jeremy there. He's got one of those noses that's just designed to hoover up cocaine. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, the locations they did get in this one, I thought were, you know, they lived up to, like, the weird bathroom in the first one and things like that. Especially yeah. the the Uncle Howard mansion. 
Yeah, that's just, it's like, just, just weird a, Asian decorations everywhere. Yeah. Like, a weird stuffed tiger. And, weird stuffed tiger, living statues. Uh, yes. Very un, uh, unsettling. Yes. So they did a good job as far as that, like, uh, just uh, working within the budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, maintaining the quality of the film. Yeah. Uh, I'd say... If anything, on this one, the story lets it down a little bit. Okay. And a lot of that comes at the end when they, you know, reveal the whole thing's just a dream. Yeah, that's I, one of the worst plot I devices. I don't like that as a technique, <laughs> but it also, in this case, it does make the film make a little more sense in retrospect, though. Like, about just kind of how surreal and weird everything sort of is. Right. Like, how just blatantly like silly pornographic a lot of it is um especially some like the encounters that seem sort of disconnected right um like jamie gillis's man granny <laughs> right uh things like that so i don't like it but uh they at least tried to make it sort of work as right. an ending um thought the casting was great everybody was pretty good yeah, yeah. Uh, you got Peter North as the boyfriend and his immense loads. Yeah. The real star of the show, <laughs> <laughs> if you ask me. But, you know, it's always nice to see Jamie Gillis uh, back to work. Uh, loving his life. Loving his life. What a wonderful life from beginning to end. But, yeah, I'm a little, I guess I'd say I'm a little less familiar with some of the stars in this one, besides the obvious ones like uh, North and Jeremy and Gillis, because... Like you said, we kind of have moved into a new era of porn at this point. Yeah, we haven't really explored this late 80s that yeah, much. But uh, Siobhan 7, however you want to say it, uh, I thought she did great as Peaches. She's young, dumb, and full of cum. Yeah. That's what you want in a Peaches <laughs> film. Uh, I like that this one relied a little bit less on out-and-out out rape as a a plot device. Right. That was nice. Uh, the sexual encounters were indeed bizarre and uncomfortable. Right. But for different reasons. Yeah. It's, um, it's in a more fun way. Yeah, it's a more fun film. I'd say overall it's not as strong. Like, narratively, uh, I do think Desiree Cousteau kind of fits the bill better as the character. Yeah. Um, it would have been nice to see her back either as Peaches or as the mom. Right. But, uh She'd retired, so whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what I gave Pretty Peaches one, but I'm going to give this one a 3.5. Okay. It's a it's a fun romp. Yeah. It's a worthy sequel. Yeah. And Peter North delivers. Yeah, he certainly delivers <laughs> the goods. Yeah. The thick, ropey goods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I basically agree with everything you said, you know, as always, we get into these heated debates over these films and it almost always starts with me saying that I agree with you. You know, it, it's, it's important to remember where we are in the history of, uh, pornography. I like to keep that in context when we talk about these films. And as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, this being the late eighties means that the, Budgets for films were plummeting. A lot of things were starting to be shot on video rather than film, which was much cheaper, which led to the general production budgets in the adult space to drop dramatically. Right. 
There were people who kept going, including Alex Dorenzi, uh, as in here. Um, you know, again, I mentioned uh, Carlos Tobolina as being still active in this time frame. And uh, there were films being made uh, through the first couple years of the 90s, at least. Uh, although, you know, again, they were becoming less and less common. Uh, they were the bigger productions of the time. And this was kind of a bigger production for the time even though there wasn't anything just like really really that expensive going on in comparison to earlier films especially that all being the context for the case i think that this works out to be a pretty great film overall it is in some ways lacking in comparison to the original pretty mm -hmm. peaches uh I would agree that Desiree Cousteau fit the part a lot better, especially since she was like, you know, playing a, I guess a, a Georgian girl, right? In uh, the original Pretty Peaches, and that makes sense for her being Peaches. Oh yeah. Uh, but in this one, there's no real attempt at any of that, and I mean, that's not really a big deal, but just a notable piece of it. Uh, but I will say that the new Peaches is great, so I'm not going to fault her or anything. It just, you know, is what it is. There is a lot of uh, fun depravity going on. I will say that I don't know that I love any of the scenes in here as much as the enema scene in Pretty Peaches. Yeah, that was definitely... There's no, there's no real high point like that. The closest we might get is like the just insane family orgy. Right. Yeah, I mean, and... and Again, this film does have uh, its good share of depravity on uh, file here, and it works out really well in that sense. So, you know, me saying that it isn't quite at the level of Pretty Peaches is kind of a minor thing to say because I'm comparing it to a very, very interesting film. <laughs> Uh, but again, it has its own depravity, and it benefits for not being as rapey as the original film. Uh, there's some moments of you know kind of pushing the lines of consent and stuff like mm -hmm. that but it's not like straight up rapey like the original pretty peaches and that benefits he, it he asks if she wants to be sexually harassed before he does it yeah exactly and that's so, that's a real good step yeah, forward in america a, yeah he's, he's leaning in he's getting with the he doesn't want to get me tooed yeah <laughs> <laughs> so all of that benefits the film again you have peter north uh Ron Jeremy, uh, despite his uh, legitimate monster <laughs> status, is uh, uh, an entertaining part of a film, especially as the crazy, incestuous uncle. Uh, he fit that role really well. You know, the fact that there are these weird centerpieces in the film, uh, especially, you know, my man Jamie Gillis as the uh, granny, which is a whole bizarre sequence of events. It, it all helps to give this film its own special texture. So while in some ways uh, I see some areas where it lacks in comparison to the original Pe Pretty Peaches, I think that it has enough of its own identity to make up for it. And generally speaking, it's well made. The actors and performances are good. Um, and uh, there's a lot of depravity on display. And really as a porn film, there's artier films. There are films that really cross certain boundaries and stuff that kind of stand out from the group a little bit more than this. But thinking of it as a functional pornographic film, it's pretty good. It does yeah. it does its job really well. It does things that are different than other films, so it stands out. And uh, 
it's weird without really being bad in any way. So yeah, no, it's not a bad movie at all. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> overall, I would also give it three and a half stars. Yeah. It is different than Pretty Peaches in both good and bad ways, but overall, it's kind of in the same general area for me. It's kind of it's got its ups and downs, uh, but it's uh, pretty good and definitely worth checking out. Um, this was released as a double feature with Pretty Peaches 3 on DVD by Vinegar Syndrome. And then uh, since then it's been released in a uh, triple feature uh, collection on Blu-ray with uh, all three Pretty Peaches films. So you can check that out. Um, But yeah, that is Pretty Peaches Part 2. And it's a fun little time. You should probably check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why not? What else are you doing? Yeah, exactly. All right, well, as always, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at Raincoat Report. Uh, We need to bump up our Twitter numbers. We're getting ravaged on Twitter in comparison to Instagram. Yeah, come take our Twitter poll. How bad do you smell? We're also, uh, as I mentioned, on Instagram at Raincoat Report. If you need to email us, raincoatreport at gmail.com. And we do have a Facebook that exists uh, and hasn't been banned again. No, not recently. So, uh, if also you also haven't updated it in two weeks. Uh, well, maybe we could get on that. I'm going to do it tonight. Excellent. In the meantime, uh, help us keep 42nd Street alive and uh, don't forget a raincoat. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of here. Get out of here. Go live your life. Yeah, live your life. Live your... I keep drinking this fucking Mountain Dew Arita and it just doesn't... The level doesn't drop. <laughs> I think it's cursed. Uh, excellent. The cursing. Good night, Mom. Good night, baby. Good night, Dad. Good night, sweetie. See you in the morning. Okay. <sighs> what an incredible dream. I should be ashamed of myself thinking up all those rude fantasies about all those nice people. Wouldn't they be surprised if they only knew what a nasty little girl I really am?